Well, amen, amen. Good morning, everyone. If you are here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor of this church, and I welcome all of you uh, here in person as well as for those of you, our online church family. We continue on with a sermon series that is titled, Peeled, Revealing the Fruit of the Spirit. And it's based on Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23. But before I go there, I do want to acknowledge the kids who are in service here today. Uh, we, today we have some tally notes. And throughout this service, what they do is they hear for keywords uh, in the, from the very beginning, whether it's in the songs or the sermon or even prayers, that you can uh, tally the marks. Make sure you turn these in at the end of the service on the Kidman table. And for those of you who are online who downloaded it, again, I pray that you are able able to follow along as we continue on with the series. Well, we're currently, again, Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23. I'm going to read that for you from the NLT version. If you open up your Bibles or use your device, the words will also be up on the screen. The Bible says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these. So today we're in our third week, so we are going to be discussing peace. Now when Paul writes that peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit, what kind of peace was he referring to? Now you probably heard or even said the word peace before. For example, peace be with you. We've, uh, in many churches that I've gone to, you share the, the peace of Christ. Peace be upon this home. Peace in the Middle East. Let there be peace on earth. You are to have inner peace. Or also, you've heard, rest in peace. There are certainly other ways to say peace. Personally, uh, in Spanish, the, the word peace is paz. And in a Hebrew word of peace is shalom and can be used both to mean more of a salutations like a, a hello or goodbye. Well, today, let's go deeper into understanding the word peace as is mentioned here in Scripture. And I plan to share it in three ways. They are the peace of heart and mind, the peace of God, and peace with others. We can begin with the gift of peace that Jesus referred to on his last day with his disciples. We turn to the book of John, the gospel book of John, chapter 14, verses 27. Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Then on John 14, verses 32 to 33, Jesus saying here, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet, I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. So we see that peace is a gift from Christ. These are Jesus' last words to his disciples before he is arrested and crucified. 
Soon he will no longer be with them physically like he was for the past three years. He knew that what they would be soon, uh, what they would soon be going through. They would scatter, and each of them will go their own way. Isn't that still true today with what we're, ha- what we're going through in our, in our lives and around the world? And when we have scattered, in our personal, you know, our, our church at New Hanover, and back in March 7th and 8th, it was a weekend where we normally would come together for worship, and hundreds of people would come, one on Saturday night at 5 o'clock service, or on Sundays it was 8 o'clock, and then 9 o'clock, and 10.30. And we all gathered together in hundreds of people in those services as well as the children in Kidman area. And then what takes place? That week later, we get directives about what's taking place with this COVID-19. We have to go all of a sudden to online service. So the hundreds of people that we were seeing on a weekend basis, it seemed like they were scattered. Each everybody going their own way from hundreds of people to then only having about maybe 30 in the whole building in order to provide online service to others they can watch online. Scattered. It's nothing new that Jesus doesn't know about. He knew that the disciples were going to react that way in a couple days, and that's what he was preparing them for. Then Jesus said to them that they will leave him alone. The closest people to him would abandon him. Yet he says, I am not alone because I am in the Father. There are other scripture references that Jesus is instructing his followers to stay connected, remain in in me as I remain in the Father. If we are connected to Christ, we do, why do we uh, worry if we are, if no one else is around us. We can feel lonely, but we are not alone for those who have given the life to Christ. If you have felt alone throughout these hard times, know that Jesus understands. We have a great example in Jesus when he said, yet I am not alone. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you to remain connected to Christ. You see, Jesus knew what he was going to face. He himself was going to face. Jesus knew what the disciples would go through. Yet Jesus tells them specifically not to be troubled or be afraid. So what does Christ leave his disciples? Nothing material. Think about it, the next day, even his clothes were taken from him. Beyond the events they would face in a few hours, Jesus knew, also knew that as long as the disciples were here on earth, they would face trials and sorrows. But he wanted to reassure them, regardless of the trying circumstances that they would face, they could receive his peace. When Jesus spoke about this peace, he wasn't referring to the peace meaning hello and goodbye. It was the peace of mind and heart. Yesterday, as I normally do, I was going through my sermon notes, 
And then the spirit was just, it, it, you know, just in the room, and I was in the, my bedroom, and I'm going through the notes, just making sure I had everything planned. And as I was reading this, more about the assurance when Jesus told his disciples, do not be afraid, do not be troubled. I have overcome the world. Don't we need peace in our lives today with everything else that's going on? It seems that we can't see family members up close. We do what they call these air hugs, a hey, air hug can't touch, can't do this, can't do that. And so we get discouraged at times. And then we kind of wonder, okay, where's God in the midst of all this? But remember, if Christ is saying, you know, I'm not alone. I am in, my, I am in the Father. Remain in me. And so as I'm there, the song, there's a great hymn that came to mind. I just started singing. I didn't care who was, who was hearing or who was in the house and the other rooms. I started singing a great hymn that says, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. My life is worth the living just because he lives. Amen, amen. Praise God. In the midst of everything that goes on in our lives, we have to sometimes just be still and be at peace. And then God and through the Spirit will be able to touch us. You may not sing like that, but it doesn't matter. It's more about what you're receiving that you can sing unto God. More about the reassurance that he has overcome the world. And because he lives, we can face today and we can face tomorrow. Can I get an amen? Amen. His peace would be a balm to our souls, a spiritual resource in difficult times. The gift he is leaving his disciples is the same gift he gives to us, the peace of mind and heart, no matter what challenges we face. You see, Paul knew what a precious gift this is. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, he writes this, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We have to remember that even though he's guarding our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You may have experienced disappointments. You may go into depression because of dashed expectations. But oh, the blessed assurance that Christ can give us with the peace that will guard our hearts and minds, the peace that passes all understanding. When Paul writes of peace as a fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives, he has in mind more than Jesus' peace of mind and heart. But it brings us the solace he speaks about another kind of peace, the peace that comes through reconciling our relationship with God. So this same scripture leads us into our second point of peace today, which is peace with God. 
I'm going to be reading Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, but I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. The Bible says this. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Let me pause there for a moment. How many times and how many days have we asked God similar questions, especially when we're going through trials and tribulations and sorrows? For example, God, do you not care that people are dying? God, don't you know that what we're going through in the trials and tribulations? God, why, are, why am I going through these storms of life? Jesus, are you asleep? We're taking in too much water. And the scripture here continued on saying, then he arose, meaning Jesus, and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be, that even the wind and sea obey him? I know that those disciples had that question, and I know that people today have that question. Who is this Jesus? Well, who can this be? It is the Lord and Savior I have decided to serve and follow. It is the Lord and Savior to you as my brothers and sisters in Christ. For those of you who have not yet received and accepted Jesus into your hearts, into your minds, into your life, it is the Christ that has been gracious to give us another day of life that way you can decide and I have an opportunity to decide to accept them as your Lord and Savior to do so. Amen. Another day of life, so don't let it be too late. Remember that Christ will come in a blink of an eye. The only thing, and you probably heard me say this before, the only thing in life that is guaranteed is death. But those who believe in Christ, <laughs> but those who believe in Christ will experience life after death. That's where our faith is. Until that happens, we can experience God's peace to live life. Why not live in God's peace? Why not rest in peace before you rest in peace? Hmm. We can have peace with God because Jesus has made our relationship with him whole. In Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have power with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you and you and you and you and you and you. What Christ has done for us. 
Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege, ladies and gentlemen, where we can stand and we can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Amen. And lastly, Paul tells us of the peace that comes from living in harmony with others. Our third piece for today's message is peace with others. Let me share a few scripture references with you. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says this. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. In his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 and 28, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. In Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 18, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to, lead, to live in peace with everyone. And lastly, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all one in Jesus. He has broken down all hostilities between us. And as he expects us to live in peace with one another. Because he gives us peace, we must give it to others. It works at the same way, the same as the fruit of the Spirit. And I know I already sang a, a, a hymn before, but another hymn just came, you know, was coming to mind as I was preparing for this message. When it talks about peace with others, there's a hymn that's titled, Let There Be Peace on Earth. I'm going to try it a minute, okay? So bear with me. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be with God our Creator, children all are we. Let us walk with each other in perfect harmony. Let peace begin with me. Let this be the moment now. With every step I take, let this be my solemn vow. To take each moment and live each moment in peace eternally. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Woo. 
let, ladies and gentlemen, let the peace of God, let the peace of mind and heart, let the peace of others, let it begin within us. We have the Holy Spirit. As soon as we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're receiving the greatest gift, and that is the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. And part of the Holy Spirit is to produce much fruit that is pleasing to God. And one of those fruits, you know, one of those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. So don't tell me, ladies and gentlemen, it's not more about hello or goodbye. It is the peace that only God can provide, nothing that this world can give. Because Jesus is saying, don't be troubled and don't be afraid because I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Be strengthened. I know that there are many who are scattered. And for those of you who are watching online, you may feel like, my goodness, I need to be there too. Just know that we're praying for you. Don't, just because we're not together when those four services, just know that God loves you. Let the peace of God. I'm getting emotional here because I know people who are hurting. And then sometimes I felt it yesterday. Sometimes where they're saying, God, where are you? I feel like the water is like up to my neck. We as a church, let us respond to those who are in need. The disciples were hurting. Jesus knew what he was going, what he was going to be going through. He knew what the disciples were going to be going through, but what he gave them, he gives to us also is peace. So if you're feeling alone, let God be, through Jesus, be a great example that you are really not alone. You are connected to Christ, and Christ is connected to the Father. That we are the branches. He is the true vine. God is the gardener to prune us that we're able to produce much fruit, and one of them is peace. And certainly, it can come out from within because the Spirit is the greatest gift that we can have. Let's know how we're able to respond in love, in peace. And I'm going to close out with this last scripture of Colossians chapter 3, verses 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let us pray. Precious and almighty God, God of peace, we know, God, that throughout all this, you know, what has taken place with the COVID-19 and how we've responded and trying to do our best to avoid the spread of this virus, that it seems like we've all been scattered. As a church, we need to be that hope. We need to provide that peace that passes all understanding. It is not the peace that the world gives for us to receive and really be assured of your words that Jesus said, do not be afraid. That he has overcome the world. So through that reassurance, let us have peace. And let it begin with us. 
to show the world that Christ is alive and well because Christ lives in us as we are connected. Let our fruit of peace in the precious Holy Spirit guide us day in and day out from here on out. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless all of you. I'm going to provide for the, the band to lead us in our closing song. May God continue to bless you, ladies and gentlemen, throughout this week. May you know that you are the Bible that people read, that you can be a great example to others. God bless. <laughs>